you're listening to the Audacious As Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Martha Ramos, Dominican-born, New York City-raised, a former advertising executive turned coach, speaker, and personal empowerment expert. And I'm on a mission to encourage more women to be the chief empowered officer, aka the CEO of her life. So if you have the audacity to play by your own rules and are ready to cultivate, elevate, and own a thriving life and business, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Oh, and P.S. as a Latina, get ready to listen to some bilingualism or Spanglish thrown into the mix. So cheers to you, my friend, and I can't wait to get to know you and connect with you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome to today's episode. And I want to kick it off by saying, you are the light in the dark. And what do I mean by that? Well, you are in for a treat because I happen to have as a special guest, and by the way, my first guest on the podcast, Ms. Destiny Moore Salival, who happens to be the author of this incredible journal called You Are the Light in the Dark. And before I get her to, you know, share about her her story and her expertise, let me just tell you a little bit about the brilliance of Destiny. She is an Afro-Dominicana, passionate about holistic wellness for communities of color, and she leverages the power of writing to enable inner awareness and transformation. She is a licensed social worker, wellness advocate, social entrepreneur, and an incredible powerhouse. Cuando yo te digo powerhouse, mi gente, she is a powerhouse. So Destiny, welcome to the show. Wow, what an intro. (laughs) I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me, friend. Yes, my love. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being my first guest. You know how I feel about you. I've been following your journey for the past few years. I was trying to remember how you and I came about. I know someone, and, and I'm I'm so sorry for forgetting who this person was, was like, you need to reach out to Destiny. You and me both, because I have no idea. It's the pandemic, right? Time is an illusion. Who knows what day it is? So like, we'll chalk it up to the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> yes. So listen, I, I want you to share a little bit about your story. Tell me how your brand, You Are Loved by Destiny came about, like what was your your come to Jesus moment that led you to having that that light bulb go off? Yeah, so um, it's a little bit of a roller coaster of a story actually. Um, And I think it starts with being 22 and feeling like I had lived a life full of regret. Like I regretted so much. And in a second, I was like, you, I'm 22. Like, there's no reason why I need to be regretting life so much. Like, there's so much more to live and do. Um, So I decided to live a life of, like, yeses. And that year, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to regret anything. And I'm just going to do everything that I want to do. And so that was the year I, I left a very toxic relationship. Um, and I danced 
which I love to do. I joined a bachata dance team. I traveled. I started writing again. I was dating. I was going to the bar by myself for the first time. Like, it was a lit year, needless to say. <laughs> um, so lit. So lit. Uh, probably one of the best years of my life. And all of that really taught me how to, like, I think for me, that was self-love. Like that was me learning how to love myself, learning how to do things that I enjoy. Um, a little bit of self-love on a superficial level for sure. Um, but we all start somewhere. Um, and then after that year, um, I met my then, my now husband. And I felt like in retrospect that like all that love that I was able to give myself, all that freedom is what really prepared me to have a really awesome relationship. Um, and so Love by Destiny actually started as a blog. Mm. I started writing and I was like, great, now I'm ready to publish this stuff out. Uh, and I didn't want to wait for anyone to publish my work because that's a whole struggle in and of itself. Um, so I was like, boom, we're going to launch Love by Destiny 2018 as a blog for self-love. And little by little, we started growing because I felt like my words were not enough to support women as they practice self-love. Um, and very quickly, I realized that the self-love that I was practicing was superficial. Again, I think there's importance in doing those superficial things. I love a good mani and a good petty and Hello. a good massage. Like, I'm here for it. And there was a little more work to be done, if you will. Um, so we started launching, um, we used to call them sacred circles back in the day. Um, but they're essentially a monthly space where women come together. We use writing as a tool for self-reflection and then mindful goal setting afterwards. And that has grown to now in 2021. We're offering those monthly kind of circles. Um, I've done coaching since then, wellness workshops, launched two journals, um, all for the well-being of women of color. Um, because initially it was about self-love and self-awareness. But I think at our core, what I really care about is that we are well. Um, because when we are well, we have the capacity to thrive and to meet those goals that we want for ourselves. Um, we look at wellness through a very holistic lens, through the eight dimensions. Because if you focus on one thing too much, there are seven other things that are falling to the wayside. So my self-love journey was really great. But then my financial wellness was lacking because a shorty wasn't, you know, <laughs> looking at her budget when she was planning her trips to Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> in essence, the, I love holistic wellness. Um, I'm passionate about women of color because that's what I am. Um, and I think that initial journey of self-love is what unlocked the door to many other um, awesome, beautiful growth opportunities for myself. And what I'm really invested in is the process, is the hard stuff, is, is when it gets really shaky and, and manicures and petties are not doing it. Um, and so my job is to always remind you that you're loved. I love that. And we're going to, we're definitely going to dissect the hard stuff because yes, as part of self-care and self-love, many petties are great, but they don't hit, or I should say they don't get at the root cause of the bullshit that we go through, whether in a relationship with a man or in a relationship with friends or even relationship with our own family members, Oof. right? Absolutely. And, or, 
or relationships in our workspace, the environments where we work with. So tell me, tell me a little bit about one of those come to Jesus moment where you were like, okay, these mani petties aren't doing it. Let me get down to the hard stuff. Like, let me ask Mm -hmm. myself these hard questions. That's a difficult question because I find that there are continuous checkpoints in my life where I'm like, Ooh, this is something I haven't seen before. Like this is coming up for me. Two things I think immediately come to mind. Being in a healthy relationship is hard. Um, and I don't feel like we talk about that um, a lot. It's one thing to like be loved and like have all like have the relationship you um, want. And it's another thing to feel worthy and appreciative and able to receive that kind of love. Um, And I think for me, that was a wake up call. Um, I think I spent a lot of time once we got engaged, like I was like, yes, I'm going to work on myself for these two years that we're engaged to be the best version of myself. And what I learned was that I didn't love myself as much as I thought I did because Mm -hmm. I was still having a hard time like receiving this love that my partner was so willing and free to give. And I was like, it's like too easy. Like what? Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. So that's definitely one, I would say, moment where I realized that there was more work to do. Um, I also think that for me, the workplace continues to be a theme. Uh, I come from a family of immigrants and we are taught to work, 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 work. Um, that you, you know, first one in, last one out. and it was around the same time where I started becoming like a little more into the root cause of the things that were making me upset was that I realized that I, I'm not about that life. Like I joke around with my husband all the time. Like I didn't come to this life to work truly. Like I don't, I don't want to work hard. I want to work smart. And I feel like going into work all the time and like giving it my all was exhausting. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately I had a negative experience where Um, I gave my all to a program and they essentially took the program and left me with nothing. Um, And that I think was the moment where I was like, yeah, I'm never giving my creativity away like that. Um, And that taught me to have ownership over the things that I create because they have value. Um, And that was a really hard experience because given my upbringing it was all about like this is what you do for your job yeah but nobody taught me like this is what you do and you can do it for yourself (laughs) and get paid for yourself and not through someone else's dollar um so that I think those two are the the biggest experiences that come to mind for me that that showed me that I still have work to do um because my identity was very much so tied to my job that was the coolest job I'd had that at that point, um, it was what I had been working towards my entire career. And so that was hard. Um, so I had to like really practice disentangling myself and my identity from my title. And only then was I able to then take ownership of my creativity as mine. Like it's not my job's creativity. I am creative in so many other ways. And that's why they hired me initially. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So let, 
listen, I think as a woman of color, we've all been in those situations where we're at a workplace, right? And not being valued or appreciated for everything that we have to bring to the table. And when we do, some of us get slapped in the face or like in my case, I was let go one too many times from corporate America, which is, which I want to say was like my wake up call from God telling me, girl, you have so much more to offer. Why do you keep going back to a place that clearly doesn't want you? And I'm not going to sit, sit here and say that I was the best at my job. I did my job and I did it well and mm-hmm. I got paid well for it. But slowly but surely you start feeling like that's all you are to them. It's just a number that is meant to be working 12, 14 hour shifts to hit their bottom line. And at the same time, you're compromising your overall well-being, like your mental, your mental, um, emotional, physical. I mean, God, we can talk about that for hours. Yeah, it's it's tough, um, especially when you start to think about the, um, having an immigrant background. It's like you give your all to your job, whatever your job needs, you give to them. Um, but I think I was at a point in my career where I wasn't going to put up with just anything. And so in that instance, it was kind of like, this is what I need from you. And until I have A, B, C, D, I'm not doing this because I know better. And so setting that boundary for me, that was the first time I ever set a boundary with my job. And unfortunately it had negative repercussions. And so to me, it was like, damn, this is why yo, our parents tell us, like, do whatever it is for our jobs because they see us as disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really huge realization. Um, however, I will, I will, I stick to my boundaries no matter what now. Like, it just is what it is. <laughs> and, and I know you and I, there's an age difference between us. So it's, I'm sitting here in awe at the fact that you came to that realization while you were in your 20s because. I think that, you know, especially as a woman of color, you're fresh out of college, you're, you know, you have all these dreams to climb up the corporate ladder. And then little by little, you start seeing for what it is. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Yes. And you start realizing like, wait a minute, am I, am I really supposed to be working this hard? Like Yo. for someone else? And then they don't even appreciate me for it. Come on now. Yeah. Is yeah. this what your parents taught us? And, it, and in essence, it was, right? Like, in essence, it was about, like, you climb that ladder and you get those great positions and you be proud of that title. Um, and I think that's the conditioning I was working under. Like, for me, it was all about the title. Yeah. My title was me. And yeah. I was proud of that shit. Um, and, and then it, I wasn't. <laughs> I said I wasn't <laughs> because not having that title for me took away so much and it was really hard like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it here it was hard to disentangle myself from what I felt I had worked really hard for um, but thankfully I have an awesome partner um, and at that point we made our business um, official so we like registered as an LLC and that was really huge Um, And then after some healing workshops, I worked with a 
my coach, who is a healer and a therapist, after like giving myself that love and that ability to just unpack, now I feel I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like 100% healed. Um, but I do, I value myself and I value my worth and I value the decisions I made, no matter the circumstance, because at the end of the day, I put number one first. Mm, can, can you say that for the people in the back? <laughs> <laughs> number one always comes first. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, we, we didn't really share this in her intro, but she happens to be a mom to a oh, beautiful yeah. young soul. So the fact that you're a mom and you're telling, you know, our listeners that you're putting yourself first, I want people to really take into account because I'm not a mom and people are quick to judge me and be like, oh, what do you know? You know, you're not a mom. You don't have to take care of someone else. And I'm like, listen, I grew up in a household where my mother had four kids and she still put herself first. Like she used to tell us, unless mommy's happy. I can't really radiate that type of energy to you guys. Like, you know, uh-huh. I work full time. I go to school. I take care of my right. household. I need time for myself. And we understood that at a young age. Like, we understood the importance of prioritizing yourself for your, for your overall well-being. Mm, that's so powerful. I agree. My daughter will see me in the bath. I love taking baths. And so she's like, mommy, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm relaxing, sweetheart. She'll see me like with my book. And she's like, relaxing? You're just sitting there? And I'm like, yeah. Can you give me a second? Like, I'll see you later. And I feel like it, she's not always great at it. She will interrupt me all the time. Love her for it. Um, but it shows her that taking care of yourself and pausing is okay. That's something I never had. I didn't mm. see my mom chill. I just always saw my mom work. And when she wasn't chilling, she had a headache she was working so much I don't want that life and I don't want that life for my daughter um I also think it's really hard to put yourself first as a mom particularly in the workforce um so I'm not even going to sugarcoat that right like there's bills and our kids need like a sustainable income and so I can empathize with that that's one of the reasons why I decided to go back into the workforce because I was like I need I hate that experience. And I took like a nice six month chunk of time off mm-hmm. um, to build my own business. And then I was like, not only is there a pandemic coming and I should really stabilize myself, but my daughter deserves stability. Yeah. Um, I always used to say like, if I was, if I didn't have any children, I would totally ride this like full-time entrepreneurship wave. But I, I think it's okay to accept and acknowledge that you don't have that luxury right now. And I think that acknowledging that and accepting that gives you the opportunity to continue to grow. As an entrepreneur, that is beyond our wildest dreams, right? Especially as a person of color, as an immigrant, like we weren't really taught to think about having our own businesses. We were just taught to go to school, get a degree, get a job, climb up the ladder and then retire so you can, you know, live a happy life. And I'm like, who the fuck came up with that? <laughs> right? Like, That's I don't the want white to- man's dream. Hello. Like, who wants to wait till they're in their 60s? No, I'm 
you know, I don't want to offend anyone out there, but I didn't want to wait till retirement to enjoy my life. No shade. If that's what works for you, that's what works for you. But what works for me is having complete freedom over my time. Hello. I want to own my schedule. That's that's what success means to me. Um, and you, I think, so I watched the pre-screening of In the Heights, which is my favorite musical of all time. Um, and my favorite phrase from that play now movie is paciencia y fe Mm. which translates into english um patience and faith Mm. and that's what i've been really holding on to as as a new ish business owner like i think i have to have a lot of patience because i'm building from nothing and a lot of faith that it will turn out to be exactly what i want and or I like to believe that God has bigger plans for me. So whatever is in my highest good is what's going to happen. Um, but that you have to kind of take a backseat, right? Like my ego got to chill. <laughs> I have to be like, okay, this is where I am right now. And we're going to grow and that's okay. Um, so, yeah. I love that. And, and one of the things that I want people to take away is that we never stop growing, right? Like we're constantly, I'm a personal growth enthusiast and junkie. Like, I feel like I am a work in progress and I want people to really take a step back and just ask themselves, you know, how do I want to live my life? Who do I want to become? You know, what experiences do I want to have? And all of that, as time goes by, also evolves because as you grow, your interests right? What you like, what you don't like, that also evolves. So this is why I say personal growth is at the core of what I want my brand to stand for. Because at the end of the day, honey, if you're not learning and growing, you are slowly dying inside. Absolutely. I definitely think there's always something to learn. Um, And I love those questions that you posed to our lovely audience. I would add to answer those questions without anybody's opinion. Yeah. Um, because I think we personally, I will answer those questions through the lens of my parents or through the lens of what society thinks I should be doing. But again, I love that question. What do you want to do? What's going to light you up? What's going to make you excited? Forget what anyone else thinks. It's what's going to make you feel good. Because when you feel good, like your mother said, you're going to radiate that light and everyone around you is going to feel it. And it's not going to matter what your title is. No. It's not going to matter what happened in the past. What's going to matter is that you were right in that moment because you took care of yourself and you did what felt good for you. Absolutely. And that feeling of, you know, what feels good to you is what I like people to take away is like, forget about what mommy and papi have to say with all due respect. If it's no longer serving you, it's okay for you to let it go. Mm-hmm. Preach. Um, yes. And speaking about light, let's talk about uh, this beautiful journal that I am holding called You Are the Light in the Dark. Like, the self-discovery journal. I wish people can see it. It's absolutely beautiful. We will post the link in the show notes for you guys to grab a copy. But tell me, tell me a little bit about this beauty that you came up with. 
Yeah, so You Are the Light in the Dark is a self-discovery journal that leverages self-reflection to promote inner awareness and growth. Um, I believe that journaling is the most accessible and affordable form of therapy. I don't think it's the only thing you should be using. Definitely recommend, you know, going to therapy or visiting a wellness counselor or healer that you feel comfortable with. Um, but I do believe that we are so much more capable of understanding ourselves than we think. Um, and I think that answering the right question will give you the answers that will help you make decisions or just get to know yourself a little better. Um, writing and journaling is the cornerstone of our brand. It's the number one modality we use in coaching, workshops, um, and anything we do. Because I strongly believe in the power of the pen to paper connection. Mm. Journaling also has a bunch of scientific effects that I wish I could cite for you right now, but I can't. Um, but they include emotional regulation, boosting of memory, improved confidence. So there's, I love that there's, I'm a nerd. I love that there's science and facts behind the power of journaling. Um, but I also think that there's something very spiritual about just being with yourself and writing and getting to know yourself untethered by anyone else's opinion. Um, so You Are the Light has a number of sections. The first section is working through your darkness. And that's kind of the, the sluggish part of the journal. It asks you sometimes um, difficult questions. But again, I fully believe that we are capable of answering those questions. And when we do, we learn a lot about ourselves and our pain points. Because it's just as important to know what your strengths are as it is to know like what's painful for you right now like it's okay to ask yourself that and be honest um it then goes into uncovering our light and that's a lot about like assessing values and assessing strengths i think often we wait for other people to tell us those things but i fully believe we are capable of uncovering those things ourselves because i truly believe we're the experts on our lives we go to therapy but your therapist isn't going to tell you about yourself you're going to tell your therapist about yourself and they're going to reflect back to you what that's like um and again i i I believe in the combination. I think you should totally go to therapy and journal. Um, but in the meantime, I think there is work that we can do on our own. And then the last section of the journal is all about mindful goal setting, thinking about how you want to use these things that are so innate to you, so um, exciting to you, and how you're going to give that to other people. Because I think self-care is also community care. As much as we care for ourselves, I think we do it so that we run over and give to other people. Mm. Um, that's a that's a big value of mine, being able to be of service. And I truly think that it brings a lot of joy. It brings a lot of joy and it strengthens our light, our inner light, that radiance that we can share with others. Um, so that's the journal. I love it. And I've been working on it myself. Like I've been going through it, asking myself, you know, these questions, because every now and then, you know, I have those moments where I lose my confidence or I forget who I am at the core. And it's important for us, like you said, as the expert in our own life, right? That's the whole being the CEO. It's all about you being the expert, the authority, the leader of your own life and make choices from an empowered state of mind. I feel like the only way you can really do that is if you sit with yourself 
and self-reflect, right? And mm-hmm. ask themselves those difficult questions, right? So I really believe that this journal is very transformational. I mean, I've been going through it myself and it's really been helping me in terms of gaining my own confidence in terms of being an entrepreneur. Because let me tell you, honey, there are days that I'm like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Why am I struggling so much? How come I still haven't hit the six figures? Like all these other coaches talk about six figure months. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, how? how? Tell me. Yo, I feel you. I feel you. I joke with my husband that I quit Love by Destiny like once every about two to three months. Once yeah. every like quarter, I'm like, forget it. This, I just, I give up. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is not working. Um, and I love how you mentioned starting from like an empowered place. Cause I think when that happens very often, I'm like in a victim mindset, like, ah, life, everything's happening to me and this is awful. And then when we can take a step back and just remember how awesome we are and how, what are the great things that we've done that we can kind of bring to the forefront and, and leverage in the now is, is helpful. Love that. Now I have a question for you. So, Huh. What does being the CEO of your life and or business mean to you? Mm. Being the CEO of my life means doing things that I love Mm. and only doing things that I love. Um, I think it also means, like I mentioned earlier, having complete freedom and control over my time think those two things combined is how I define success and how I define like owning my life. Yeah. All right. Audacious CEO. I see <laughs> we get in there. I have a little uh, plaque here that says girls just want to be CEO. Hello. It's, you know, I look at it every day and it's something that I I'm striving for every day. And some days I'm like, I'm on it. This is great. I'm I'm the greatest. And there are other days where I'm like, destiny, quit. Go, like, just find a a nice position for yourself where you don't have to work this hard. Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Let me tell you, so you, you, we definitely going to need another conversation because there was a few things that we would love to unpack further, like speaking about identity and titles. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave that for another show. So... What is one thing that you've had the audacity to do or that makes you feel audacious as fuck? Leaving the highest paying job I've ever had. (laughs) Um, My family is going to cringe if they listen to this. Um, But I feel like that was a moment where I was like, no, just no. (laughs) No is a complete sentence. Um, So I think having giving myself that choice and going for it is what makes me feel really audacious. I would also say being a full-time entrepreneur for half a year was the most audacious thing I had ever done in my entire life. I have never learned more in my life than in those six months, Mm. like ever, not from graduate school, not from any job. Like those six months taught me so much, not only about myself, but about business that I was like, Lord, <laughs> thanks for keeping me afloat, but I can't, I need some more training. <laughs> yeah. But 
also, and I, and I'd like to put this out there. It also taught you about the possibility. A hundred percent. A hundred. I never knew it was so, I'm not going to say easy because it wasn't easy, but I never knew you could make so much money in such a short amount of time. Because when you're conditioned with salaries, right, you're conditioned to like this over a long period of time, over a year, you get X amount of money. But seeing like what a freelancer could make, um, what I was making, doing consulting here and there, my own coaching was bringing in money. I was like, pero I learned this at some point so I could continue to build this. Um, and I agree. That possibility showed me that like, okay, now I see what's out there. Let me continue to build my foundation so that like when I'm ready next time, I'm ready to hit the ground running and not have to come back and get a nine to five. <laughs> Hello. And I love how you said like, I, I want listeners to, to really listen and know that they also have the talent and the strengths and the creativity to literally turn that into bankable skills. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and sorry, go ahead. No. And you don't need to work like a nine to five in order to feel successful. Like, you know, destiny said it before time owning my time and my flexibility has been priceless because, you know, yes, we're still in a pandemic. You know, a lot of people have unfortunately died from it. Other people have lost their jobs. But let me tell you what was the most important thing to me is that my mom got COVID and for three weeks she couldn't get out of bed. And I love that I had the flexibility to be there for her when she needed me the most without having to call out or request time off. Mm -hmm. As my own boss, as my own CEO, I get to take control of my time, how much money I make, who I work with. Like that in itself is priceless. Absolutely. I'm sorry to hear about your mama and how lucky was she to, or blessed even to to have you and have that flexibility. Um, it's huge. Having that flexibility, being able to dictate uh, what you do in a day is huge. It's, it's the thing that I miss the most about those six months where I was just la-di-da-di in life learning and, and, and owning my time. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to my sister because she's she also did like she did most of the work. Um, so shout out to my sister for also having that flexibility because it's it's interesting now that I think about it as an entrepreneur for the last three or four years. Like my sister has been freelancing and working for herself for like the past 20 years. Like this. Wow. Chick, she was like, I'm not the type to sit in no office like I, I have no time for that. And yeah, so now that we say that, owning your time, owning your flexibility, for me, for Destiny, for other women out there is way more important than having a title or a nine to five just because it looks good on paper. Yeah. I also want to highlight what you mentioned about knowing that you have the skills already. It's the skills you use at your job that you can leverage for yourself. You do facilitation at work, great. Then you know how to facilitate an event for yourself. Yeah. You um, know how to manage a team, great. Then you know how to manage a team for yourself. I think 
noticing that and realizing like, yo, but I could own my skills and I can do it in a way that feels right for me in a way that makes me excited was huge in like, como te digo, like moving away from that, like nine to five is everything mindset to like, oh no, I got this. Like I can totally do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Oh my God, Destiny. I feel like we can talk forever, but I want to know because, you know, I want to, I want this show to also be fun and exciting and people walk away with nuggets. Um, what's one or two tips that you would let our listeners know in terms of practicing more self-love, self-worth? I will say journal. Journaling is the most accessible and affordable way to learn yourself, in my opinion. Um, of course, not the only way and should be coupled with either talking to someone or like seeing someone else. Um, the first tip I would say is to make journaling an experience. And I, I mentioned this all the time. Journaling shouldn't feel like a chore. Like if you are checking your to-do box to journal, you're probably not getting as much out of it as you could. Um, and a way that you can make journaling an experience is to leverage your five senses. Like, what are you seeing? What are you smelling? I love a good lavender diffuser. Um, what are you tasting? Eat a snack. Get comfy. Like, make it some place that you're actually going to enjoy being in for 30 minutes. Um, and tip number two would be uh like journaling techniques at sometimes i hear women tell me like i don't even know what to write fair i've been there i think we've all been there if we're avid journalers um there are two journaling techniques that i love the first is list making mm -hmm. um very underrated um but i think list making allows us to forget the structure that we think journaling is supposed to have and just like write um, so whenever you're feeling like overwhelmed with emotions, not sure what you're feeling, write down everything that's impacting your emotions in a list. Don't have to be full sentences and then pick like the one or two that are really you feel are hitting home after mm -hmm. you read your list and then write about them. Um, and that will give you some more fluidity in what you're writing. The second journaling technique that I love is called morning pages. It was created by this writing teacher, if I'm not mistaken, or an artist to support her students through writer's block. Um, but I think it helps us through like life block. Um, and the technique is you wake up and you stream, you write your stream of consciousness for three, for three pages. So for three pages, you're just literally like writing whatever comes to mind. If you're running out of thoughts, the technique acts asks you to just write the last sentence over and over until you can keep going. Mm. Um, and what is really cool about the technique is after you read those three pages back, you recognize what's been on your mind. <laughs> Sometimes we're on autopilot and we don't really notice like what's affecting us. So reading back those morning pages can give us a lot of insight into how we're feeling, what's impacting us. And then from that, like you say, empowered place, you can decide, okay, this is what I want to do about it now that it's all jumbled up on the paper. Mm, I love that. And we're definitely going to include the link to the journal because I think it's a really great start for listeners who maybe never thought about journaling as a way to, you know, enhance their self-care, their self-love. So I absolutely love that. Now, friends, tell me, because, um, you know, we're recording this. What are you drinking? 
Ooh, I am drinking a glass of Prosecco. Prosecco is my drink of choice. I don't know which Prosecco this is, but any Prosecco is good in my book. <laughs> what are you drinking? Cheers to that. Well, I am having Sauvignon Blanc by the McBride sisters. Um, it's the She Can. I absolutely love their wine. I've been, you know, buying it for like the past couple of months and I'm like a huge fan. Um, so yeah. So cheers, friend. Thank you Love so it. for joining this conversation. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sparing and spilling your gems. Always appreciate it. And I really value the empowered CEO mindset. I think it's super important to share. And I'm glad that that's what you are imparting on people and getting them to realize that you are a CEO and you're a bad bitch. Excuse my language if that is offensive to you. Because um, we are so powerful. We are so powerful. And getting to use our skills in a way that benefits us is the name of the game, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Amen. And from one powerful sister to another, I want to say to our listeners, you are the light in the dark. Mm -hmm. Please don't ever forget that. And thank you for joining us. Um, Destiny, before we go, is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners? Where should they follow you? So visit us at www.lovebydestiny.com. Subscribe to our website. And when you subscribe, you'll be you'll have access to our wellness resource library that has a bunch of worksheets and workbooks to support your self-reflection. And you'll get monthly inspiration from me. I love to share not only what I think I see in life and in ways that we can be well, but every email has a wellness resource for, to support you through the month. Um, and find us on Instagram at Love by Destiny. Love that. And I am going to do a shameless plug. I may or may not be featured in the You Are the Light. I mean, You Are the Light in the Dark Journal. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for featuring me. And thank you so much for joining me. I love you. I heart you. I love everything that you're doing. And here's to continued success, my friend. Thank you, friend. I love you, too. Thank you for having me. And thanks for listening, y'all. Yes. Thanks for joining us this week on the Audacious As Fuck podcast. If you love the show, please make sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can also come hang out with me on Instagram at mramosofficial. And if you want to learn more on how we can work together, don't forget to visit the website and check out what we have to offer. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode.